Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And that's time to talk about the radios and the many other things. Let's get started, shall we? Leia, how are you doing this week? I'm good. We're a day late here. A day late. Day late, but there was a reason. It was bring your kid to work day. Yes. And I took a kid to work. A single kid. One kid. There was a kind of an early call to start the day. So knowing how long we go on the podcast, I made the command decision to fall asleep. Yes. Promptly. Just fall asleep. Great decision. Yeah. And uh, part of the reason for that was that I I think I got up at like 6 or 7-ish a.m. here to get to work we got there a little bit after eight o'clock, and the we had to check in, and we had to go. And there was multiple like little events and tours and things like that yeah. that I that I did with Ben. I asked Ben what his favorite part of the <laughs> yeah. day was, and I mean, keep in mind this is like there's there's so many attractions here, right? They it is a huge plant. It's not thousands like- of people that work in this location, covering many aspects of STEM. Of STEM, yes, and, and they they put on specific tours mm-hmm. and specific experiences, mm-hmm. right? It's not like take your kid to work day. You brought your kid, and your kid just kind of shadows you for the day, right? Like doing making your copies. normal, right? No, yeah. no. This is they made an event, right? So that kids think you go to work and it's super fun playtime. The the pinnacle of engineering, yeah, is <laughs> in front of these young minds and so i asked him what his favorite part was thinking man he must have seen so many cool things and Mm -hmm. like we'd be able to parlay that into uh something that he could really learn about and he's like i like daddy's office the most (laughs) that was it he's got toys is what he said yeah that's which i i don't really have toys like i have a couple of little stand-up gundam figures like little tiny, they're like made of eraser material, material, little tiny things. And that's it. That's that was it. Them. That was it. Mm. I was like, wow. Okay. Partially too, uh, one of the things and I think it, I don't know that it turned him off to the whole thing, but it was like snap circuits. They were using snap circuits in a, in a large degree. And he's and like, he's like, I do this in my sleep. <laughs> You're telling me that this is the cutting edge of engineering. Daddy, are you dumb? Are you, like, <laughs> I, I, I did all the projects. We're done. That's what he told me, too. He was like, I did all of these. Yeah. And what was funny is the, the project that, the, you know, because they don't really know the kids that they have to deal with, right? So it was like, make a light bulb light up and make a fan thing spin. And Ben's like, which this is, is the simplest ridiculous. He's Rid- like, how dare you insult me? Yeah, this you is, insult me, sir. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so he was like speed running snap circuits while other kids are still trying to put together, you know, a snap circuit. Right. And they're like, who is this whiz kid? Hire him right now. And then I, I look behind <laughs> me and one of the engineers who's he, obviously like a young engineer that that works at the company. And he's got the snap circuits. You know how snap circuits work, right? Yeah. And so this is a visual thing that I'm going to explain right now. There's a plastic base and there's little pegs. Yes. And you kind of like, almost like you were laying bricks. Yes. You put one down and then one across from it and you you stack another one on top of it. Right. So the, the young engineer behind me just like 
snapped them all together not using the plastic thing uh -huh. and it was like this zigzag thing where they're all just like like this on top of each other uh -huh. and then just slammed it on the plastic <laughs> why and i'm like bro that's like wild what you're doing here and yeah so i i so ben doesn't want to be an engineer anymore so is the lesson. what's funny is because he's already on to the coding kit yeah yeah so uh -huh. he's like <laughs> Do you know that these this kit can do more than this? <laughs> and, I, and that is that is kind of the funny thing is as long as I've been an engineer, mm -hmm. like nobody's tapped me on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, Josh, would you like to run a bring your kid to work day event?" And the reason is is because no child is going to be interested in an adult who does software engineering. <laughs> like, and now kids, this is where we hit the compile button. And we go play ping pong. <laughs> and we pretend. Yes. No. The compile only takes five minutes. But it, we're going to turn it into a hot 30. <laughs> okay. We might even splash in a couple of errors just to like zhuzh it up a little. <laughs> give, give the test guy something to <laughs> give, do. <laughs> yeah. You know, mess with everybody. <laughs> Yeah, so that yeah, I don't know. He, he seemed like he had a good time. I don't know. I don't know. I will say I don't this. Know. I don't know that uh, there were a lot of engineering parents there mm -hmm. that well, yeah. you said had never heard of Snap Circuits before. I was shocked. I was because shocked. Look at how far ahead all of our dear HRCC community members are from the other than from the pack of parents. Oh, right, right, right. You know. <laughs> Like everybody's kids has snap circuits. <laughs> it was kind of funny. There was a late, so there, there was, we went to this electronics, you know, it, it's actually a really cool lab. It would be really, really cool to spend time. They have like pick apart, pick and place machines and all kinds of other stuff. But there was a lady that was trying to show how cool soldering was. Uh-huh. And so she had a microscope set up with a with a, you know, screen. Yes. That was showing what she was working on. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I've been here. <laughs> I've done this before. Yeah. And so she's trying to show the majesty of like how cool it is when you when you add heat to to metal and then it liquefies and it like the capillary action will suck the metal into the the part or whatever. And we're we're sitting there watching her and the guys who are, you know, work there. And then you get up and you're like, "Let me do this." <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> and and we're all like we're all watching and and she kind of like used too much solder paste, which is something I've done just to show the liquefaction, like what happens. Right. But the solder was kind of rough and you could hear like I I just went like <laughs> but everybody else did too. And, the, and <laughs> just a remote <laughs> and was, So everybody kind of like had a had a moment. And then I'm like, I was talking to her after because the kids went off to do the snap circuits and I'm just hanging out with her with the soldering. And I'm like, so do you just do iron or like you do hot air reflow? Yeah. Uh, what kind of rosin core do you like? I'm like, really? Like, this is what we do hand solder? You know, is this what we're still doing? She's like, no, yeah, some parts we can only do hand solder and all this. I'm like, okay. I'm like, check this out. Okay. I don't want to tell you how to do your business. <laughs> this has worked for me in the past. All right. I've been These, known to solder. A thing I, I walked, I walked into this, your demonstration and you went straight to the television, like showing the soldering. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't think anyone has any perspective on how small the part is that you're actually soldering. Right. 
like you probably should start them all looking over your shoulder and like holding the little thing up with tweezers and then go and if you look right here boom slap the thing down and then it pops up on the screen oh showmanship right like the whole <laughs> oh it's like the the tenth of a size of a grain of rice kind of thing right because the kids are like oh look at that you just like made stuff well, yeah, because it's super magnified and super yeah. high resolution. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you make it look like it's huge, but they don't, un they have no concept of that it's actually really, really tiny. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. She's like, what do you, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm like a software engineering manager at this point, but I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> but I said the magic words. Actually, it turns out I said I'm an amateur radio operator. I, I make radios and stuff. She's like, oh, we got like one guy. He's like, he's a ham. Yeah. He, he does a lot. He does. A lot. <laughs> he does a lot. And then she tells you your own name. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's not because I don't work on electronics. I don't do any of that stuff. We got one guy in the company. You may have heard of him. <laughs> no. He also has a YouTube channel. No. <laughs> but oddly enough, <laughs> I'm in a building that I don't normally go to. And we're talking about a place that has like... Oh, dozens of buildings this right. the site many disciplines and i'm i'm in a room in a building on a floor that i've never been to in the 10 year of time that i'm at this company and i'm hanging out there with ben we're waiting for the the first you know demo to start and this dude just like is like not running but he's he's coming out right he's he's coming over and he walks right up to me and he goes <laughs> Are you are you Josh, K I six N A Z? No, he goes, he goes. Are you are you Josh? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And he goes, what's your what's your call sign? <laughs> He's testing you. And I said K I six N A Z. And he goes, dude, you work here. <laughs> and you're like, no, my dad brought me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I I do. He's like, dude, I was just watching your video like today. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's so cool. So you found the one guy. I, I've gotten stopped. I've gotten stopped multiple times. Thank you, but uh, that was the one today, and it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty so the, cool. You, that was the guy that they were talking about in the soldering. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a lot. Does so much. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was it was fun. I mean, I don't know if this is like, and that was the thing that instilled a lifelong interest in STEM. For Benjamin. Ben already has an interest. Yeah, in I, I don't know that. It's you, tough. You took it's, the wrong child. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I think Edison's going to light up a little bit brighter with, with some of that stuff. He, I mean, Ben was down. They gave him like a swag bag. He was really into the swag bag. Oh, he told, she, she showed me the water bottle immediately. Oh, no, that was, I, I snagged that for him. That was outside. You the, stole it? I didn't steal it. It's just swag i have access it was to. somebody else's no, no water bottle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you want this hydro flask it's just i mean it's got the colorado flag on it that's pretty cool i always like that flag it's like top three flag i guess you know what you look like a tim that's what it says in the bottom of the bottle so that's where we're gonna your nickname today tim that's a really expensive water bottle. That might be a felony. Hey, it's swag. <laughs> just hey, it's the swag. That's what we got. All right. So you got a special water bottle that you did not steal. No, I didn't steal. We had. <laughs> we have. They exist. There, there is a space that I can go to, and get I'm, swag. You're like, 
Ben, you see this swag? Mm -hmm. This is what all the kids got. You see this swag? Only you get this. <laughs> I didn't do anything as dramatic as that. But he didn't have a water bottle. Why is he like that? I don't know. And so I was like, here you go. Here's a water bottle. Here it is. <laughs> and then he left it in the car for the rest of the day. After we filled it up in my office. And got in the car to drive to the first thing. And I'm like, where's your water bottle? He's like, oh, it's in the car. I didn't want to lose <laughs> what it. What was the point? <laughs> the point was that he had water, dog. Water anyway. dogs. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for clicking on the Hammer New Crash Course. We appreciate you listening to this crazy show. We like to kick off the podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And, you know, field day is a week away. There's probably one more episode before I indulge on my field day excursion. But I want to mention you technicians. Call out to the technicians. We already talked about finding a field day. Yeah, it was either last week or the week before that. And I still think you should do that. But when it comes to just getting on the air for field day, you got a couple of options from my point of view, right? And this is going to vary a lot depending on where you live. Two meters out here, two meters simplex in particular, 146.520 megahertz is going to be popular enough that you'll probably get you probably you, five to 10, possibly even 20 contacts, which, hey, is good, particularly in the format of simplex. But where you should be potentially focusing your energy is on 10 meters and six meters. Putting up an antenna for that, you have enough time, I promise you. You can build this at Home Depot with a piece of coax. You'll be good to go. The advantage of both of those bands for somebody that's new is they're pretty much daytime bands, so you don't have to get super advanced with anything. You can just go out for a couple of hours, wherever it is. It could just be in your backyard. Get on the air. Have some fun with it. And do consider going and checking out a field day location with a local club, so make sure you go check that out as well. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was a minute. That was a minute. Well, hey, reminder to everybody, I had a really good uh, HF net today. I was in Jason Ham Radio 2.0's happy hour stream. But while I was not talking, I muted myself and got on the HRCC HF oh net. Oh, look at that. Multitasking. Yeah. And you can find out all about the Discord or the Discord coordination we do for the HF net. If you join us over there, link is going to be in the show notes at the hashtag HF net. That's that a is a good group of hams. Good group of hams. We also have a digital net that is on Thursdays, 6.30-ish p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, and our HF net around the same time, 6.30 p.m. PST. And uh, both of them are coordinated on Discord, so if you join us over there, you can join in on the fun. So, yeah, check that out. Leia, would you like to take a test? Woo, Nelly, would I? So excited. Oh, I'm really starting to feel pressure now. I feel like I need to just start cramming mm -hmm. yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so many things to do. You know, like Father's Day prep. I had to run around getting your Father's Day you dinner did. today. You did. You ran around. So that around. I can make your dad's Father's Day dinner tomorrow. I was thinking of buying a drone. What? For Father's Day. For your dad? No. Just for yourself? Yeah. What kind of drone? The DJI Mini. The little boy. What about your old drones? I don't play with that as much anymore. I know. Why would a new drone change that? <laughs> it's better. What? 
what what would make it better exactly that's the camera's better better controller situation okay longer battery life what are you gonna do give the old drone to the kids or yeah here you go here's, here's a drone <laughs> here's a drone oh my god they'd lose their mind until they hurt themselves badly would they probably but listen what if we could work really hard with the old drone mm -hmm. on the poop payload that we wanted to do the poop payload yes yes <laughs> okay this has been a, a long plan of mine because the karen has cameras all over her house mm -hmm. none pointing but up not exactly mm -hmm. nothing in the sky nothing in the sky big mistake right okay huge <laughs> interesting all right we'll take this offline okay we don't want to incriminate ourselves but hear me out okay it would be a great group project okay <laughs> okay every whole family chloe's in exactly this is a true collaboration yeah and the amount of joy it would bring so many people <laughs> We'd really have to monitor the neighborhood Facebook groups <laughs> for the meltdown. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some spies <laughs> in a group. That we don't have access to anymore. Yes. It's going to be great. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Could be. Yeah. Could be great. Yeah. Okay. You still have to take this test. <laughs> I'm in question... 23 of 35. Okay. What is required to conduct communications with a digital station operating under automatic control outside the automatic control band segments? A, no 30 par third party traffic may be transmitted. B, the station initiating contact must be under local or remote control. C, the interrogating transmission must be made by another automatically controlled station. Mm. D, the control operator of the interrogating station must hold an amateur extra class license. The answer is B, the station initiating the contact must be under local or remote control. Okay. What is the capacitance of a 20 microfarad capacitor connected in series with a 50 microfarad capacitor? Farad? Farad? Farad. Farad. Like Faraday. Oh, okay. Farad. Farad. Okay. A, 70. It's not the same. Microfarads. Yeah. B, 0.5. Zero seven microfarads C fourteen point three microfarads D one thousand microfarads. I'm thinking of like Lord Farquhar Shrek when you say it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> thinking about it. I got it wrong. Okay. But the answer is 14.3 microfarads. Okay. Mm. I don't even know how that is. How you went from 20 to 50, then to 14.3. I don't know what that formula is. Why don't you uh, make yourself useful and <laughs> explain it to me? <laughs> I am incredibly tired. 
<laughs> I can't. I can't do it today. Fine. I'm I'm sorry. What what is an instance in which the use of an instrument with analog readout may be preferred over an instrument with digital readout? A when testing logic circuits, B when high precision is desired, C when measuring the frequency of an oscillator, or D when adjusting tuned circuits. And the answer is D when adjusting tuned circuits. Good. I got that wrong. Oh. Yeah. Not good. Not good. <laughs> The pressure is on. Yeah. The pressure is on. Yeah. How do the lengths of a three element Yagi reflector and director compare to that of the driven element? A, the reflector is longer and the director is shorter. B, they are all the same length. C, the reflector is shorter and the director is longer. Or D, the relative length depends on the frequency of operation. The answer is A. The reflector is longer and the director is shorter. You got that right, right? I did not. Are you kidding? But that's just because I went with something that sounded good. What What did you go with? I, I will not say the wrong answer. Okay. That's the whole. Yeah. Doing great today. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> just killing it. Which of the following describes a log periodic antenna? A, impedance varies periodically as a function of the frequency. B, SWR varies periodically as a function of the boom length. C, gain varies logarithmically as a function of the frequency. Or D, element length and spacing vary logarithmically along the boom. (laughs) Yes. I got it right. Okay. The element and spacing very logarithmically yes. along the boom. Very good. Yes. Which of the following causes opposition to the flow of an alternating current in a capacitor? A, admittance, B, conductance, C, reactance, or D, reluctance? And the answer is C, reactance. Mm-hmm. What am I on here? Is this five? Yeah. Did I do five? Um, or is this five? This, I don't know. Okay, in what units is RF feed line loss usually expressed? A, decibels per 1,000 feet. B, ohms per 1,000 feet. C, ohms per 100 feet. Or D, decibels per 100 feet. That is decibels per 100 feet. Indeed. Very good. Okay, well... Kind of strong there at the end, so good job. If you'd like to study along with Leia, particularly for your general, you better get going with that. We recommend hamstudy.org, a free website that you can go to to take the practice exams. We also really like the Gordon West series of books for every license level that you would be interested in. Technician, general, and extra. Links are in the show notes, and it will take you to Amazon. And if you like audiobooks, we recommend the the fast track to your ham radio license books. Really good stuff. That was kind of what I played in the background when driving when I was going to work and uh, getting my extra. So there you go. Well, join the conversation by leaving a review on the Apple podcast for the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast. We do appreciate you dropping them over on the Apple podcast side, that's the only way we can really know 
that we did a good job in the previous episode. And you can always email us at leahathamtactical.com. But leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. We have a review from Matt Cass. It's titled Subject the Best. (gasps) A very informative and funny duo. Love the show from Matt, KC2NUD. Thank you, Matt. Indeed. K Nude. K Nude. (laughs) You went there. Good job. I did. (laughs) Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man of peace, one foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Welcome to the Preparedness Corner. It is where we talk about sometimes good preparedness tips, but a lot of times zany preparedness tips and leia guide us on the course here what are we talking about today i'm gonna go just a little bit even farther off topic oh i saw a reddit post in r slash preppers that really captured my attention and now i want to talk about it okay because it applies as much to preppers as it does to hams i think oh okay okay and it comes from, it's on r slash preppers, mm-hmm. uh, from substantial rise 592. There's dashes between substantial rise mm-hmm. and the numbers. Yeah. Okay. okay. Kind of ruined my date because of prepping. Ruined a date. Yes. That, you, that they were on. Okay. Long story short, I told my date about how I prep for disasters. I also spoke to her about the recent UFO drama, which was the cherry on top. (laughs) She said, I sounded paranoid, even though I told her I never really took that seriously. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit Mm -hmm. about why certain interests or focuses tend to be so off-putting on dates oh okay okay and really specifically prepping and it has actually very little to do with uh the negative connotations about prepping okay like the doomsday prepper and things like that Mm -hmm. because in reality most people who value stability and want to settle down and have families Mm -hmm. do want people who are conscientious and prepared. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think, well, I don't know. I'm not a man, so I don't know. (laughs) I noticed that about you. (laughs) I don't know what uh, men really are focused on when thinking about the difference between wanting to date somebody versus settle down. Mm -hmm. But I have to assume one of them is uh, various sets of skills that that would make living with that person a positive experience, Mm -hmm. but also somebody that you want to go through the worst trials in life with. 
mm-hmm. right? Because this is you're literally picking for the first time who your family will be, right? right. Up until that point, you were stuck with what you were given. Some people are very lucky, and you're kind of <laughs> also like not so lucky an adult. Yes. Versus, like, as a child, you don't necessarily get to pick your family, right? So you're kind of in the situation. You're just a passenger to a, to right. a large degree. But then you grow up, you get, you become an adult, and then you kind of have to go out there and figure it out, right? Right. And you know what your life, you want your life to look like. I mean, you've got an idea. Right. And you're... It could be completely unreasonable, but you have an idea. Sure. Right. So the idea that on, say, your first... (laughs) Day one. Day one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you would start with, here are all the things I like. I'm worried about Mount St. Helens. Rock you like a hurricane. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just lay it all out there. I think that there are certain interests... That even at the most mainstream, mm-hmm. if you were to ramble about that on a date, on especially on a first date, mm-hmm. y- you still would not get anywhere. They wouldn't have a, they wouldn't have like a big insult to lay into you, like you're you're paranoid, right? right. right? But they would just think that you were somewhat self centered, or uh, kind of weird, or. Maybe you were obsessed with the Kardashians, and that's what like you talk about during your whole date. Right, right, and now right. people think you're vapid and materialistic. Right. I mean, no offense to the Kardashians, I don't know them personally. Well, I mean, that's actually that's a really good juxtaposition. So if you if you took like the sum total of the conversations you had in that evening, and yeah. you were able to tack on tens of a percent towards a hobby that you're very passionate about, right? It is likely that that could be off putting. Yes. And it could, let, let's use the combination, let, let's use the Kardashians. If any man was on a first date with a woman mm-hmm. and they spent 10% or more of the conversation talking about the Kardashians and how passionate they are about the Kardashians, mm-hmm. which it, it is it is frivolous time, right? Like in it, the pursuit of the Kardashian knowledge of if whatever is non-value added. Right. It comes off as non-value added. Right. right. It's purely a hobby with no intrinsic value. It it kind of feels like that, I would assume, to the opposite sex without them knowing much right. better about right. it. Right. Right. Like right. it's just that's a lot of time to talk about something that is it's, it's supposed to be fun and fancy free on a first date. So when you are on a first date. Mm-hmm. The key thing that you're trying to assess really one experience Mm -hmm. is chemistry, Mm -hmm. right? Which cannot be a one-way conversation. Right. It has to be like kind of this toe dipping into very surface level interests and topics. Right. Until you can find that thing that you are both very interested in. Together. Yes. Right. Somewhere where you have common ground. And an unwillingness to do that shows a very early unwillingness to compromise. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, and for people who are very rigid in one way, mm-hmm. 
that probably makes it very difficult for them to date unless they also come across somebody else who is rigid in very similar ways, which makes the compromise much smaller. Uh, equally small, right? as long as they both share the same interests. Right. Right. Or at least in your, you're in the same genre of, of interest. Right. Then you're not, you're not coming so far. Sure. Right. But then you, you just statistically, the numbers for those people existing and then also finding each other would be right. pretty difficult. Yes. Right. So I think somebody has asked this before mm -hmm. um, on the podcast email about finding, uh, finding another ham or preparedness minded partner. Right. Right. Obvious, and I think we had given the advice well, go out and do the things. Mm -hmm. Like if you go join CERT, take first aid classes. Right, fine. Go, go to the areas where Aries. those people might be. Right, and do the things that require social communities to do those things, mm -hmm. right? But you still need to go on dates <laughs> you know? right, right 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 it's still not and you can't you can't paint the picture of your entire personality based on one characteristic like a monolithic thing right right exactly so at least to start right you got tricked. right no that's what i did no no wow this i feel like first the marriage, now the ham radio license. <laughs> I had that before we got married. So much trickery. No, for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> That's right. See? <laughs> so, yes. That's... <laughs> and don't go whole hog into talking about conspiracy theories. Oh, my gosh. Right. That is something that as you delve deeper in future dates, maybe you then both find out how much you like conspiracy theories. <laughs> but if conspiracy theories is not something you're basing the entire foundation of your future on, maybe that's something you hold back on. <laughs> right. Maybe that right, could right. be an interest that just involves you. <laughs> right. And that's okay. Yeah. They, you need your own life. It doesn't have to all right. be shared across the board. It'd be too much otherwise. All right. So that's my advice. Uh, I'm not telling you to hide things. I'm telling you to lead with your personality. Lead with the kind of person you are, not with whichever hobby you are very into right even if you lead with the hobby though you could just say like i'm into this thing you know and then and give it the elevator speech and then move on yeah it doesn't have to be this long drawn out no you don't understand like if that comes up in your conversation yeah you've probably already gone too far right like if you're already at the no you don't understand right let me continue to explain it i saw this video uh of a guy talking about the power of yes and yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And he was talking about it as a sales technique. And mm -hmm. he was like, well, let me let me show you how yes and works. And it's like, well, your your prices are too high. Mm -hmm. Right. And then your response in sales is yes. So you've acknowledged whatever they think. Right. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah. True. Yep. I'm not going to tell I'm, I'm not going to debate your valuation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to. Yes. And let me tell you why. Right. 
Right. Right. Instead of saying, well, right. Well, the quality is really high and we feel that is the reason why the price is what it is. Right. Versus, yes, you're right. And we think that, you know, that it's already turned, right? It, instead mm-hmm. of it being a, well. Because like now a, no. you're, yeah, you're not on the same side and anymore. It, and it's like, no, you, oh, you knew that. You caught on to that. Look yeah. how smart you are. <laughs> you caught on to that. The prices are high. So let's do a little uh, uh, improv right now. Okay. Josh, isn't uh, isn't ham radio like really like not useful anymore? Like we have cell phones. Well, <laughs> it depends. <laughs> No, you're right. It ham radio. It, uh, it it we do have a lot of technology that's stepped up around amateur radio. And and to be honest, you know the cool thing that I it's it's kind of like when you look down, um, on your siblings or maybe even your children. It's like, yeah, I, I helped them get there. Ham radio is the reason why a lot of this technology is possible today. That you know mm. is from all the amazing development of these people out there tinkering and finding these interesting discoveries and integration of technologies in new ways. And it's only through their knowledge, the deep, the deep knowledge mm-hmm. of radio frequencies and how to use them that we have all this cool stuff that's around us today. Okay. Great. And that's what you'd say on a date then. Oh yeah. <laughs> you don't even know about packet radio. <laughs> I don't know about this one. You're, the correct answer mm-hmm. is, well, I don't need to date anymore. <laughs> God, Josh. What? You should say to me in that case, I don't need to date anymore. I thought this was a hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, is that so what you that... would say on a date? What? Like if if you're talking to a date and you're like, oh, you know, well, what are you into? You're like ham radio and like, you know, I like to go. I'm into ham. <laughs> and I do this and I do that. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, ham radio. Isn't that like. I would like, not expect it. <laughs> anyone that I was on a date with <laughs> would be like, oh, ham radio, like a preconceived notion of ham radio. Oh, come on. I would not expect that. Isn't that for like grandpas? Yes. And so many other people. <laughs> it's for everyone. There's, a, you'd be actually surprised, right? At at how many new hams are actually coming out. There's a bit of a resurgence because mm-hmm. of the amount of uh, new communications technology mm-hmm. that makes it possible to not have to rely on cell phone companies or things like that to communicate. Right, and it's just also really fun. Yeah, it's a fun go. technical challenge. Yeah, get outdoors. I thought you, I saw that on your uh, on your bio there. You like you like going outdoors. Yeah, <laughs> you like travel. I saw that. Let on me my tell deep you about dive of your Facebook and Instagram. Let me tell you about Xenia, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the topic. Love it. Yeah, that was good. So the show topic. All right. Today so today's is discussion for today is go on to the show. Right. The, show topic the, the topic of today's show is gentlemen. Let's get down to business. I'm reopening a wound. What? Okay. Reopening a wound. So we we've talked about what I don't like about computers, mainly laptops, in ham radio. Okay. 
So I want to flip this a little bit, and I want to talk about the perfect ham radio laptop, oh. what it would look like, right? What requirements I would leverage onto a laptop to call it the perfect laptop. This laptop really doesn't exist, right? But I'm going to talk about it in Are a way. Are you going to make it? No. Oh. Who, maybe in the future, but whatever. So I'm going to cover a couple of key bullet points that I think are required to be a laptop that I would consider to use for ham radio. These, this order actually does have some, it does have some order of priority. So we're going to start at the top. The first one, probably nobody's surprised, 12 volts. The right. ability for it to charge off of 12 volts, to be of the same power of my battery, of my radio, one cable, no doingies, no doodads, nothing, just straight from the battery, maybe a charge controller, maybe a panel, into the radio, into the computer, we're good, right? That's, it, it's kind of hard to explain how valuable that is until you experience it, but it, it is truly something to behold. It, it does make your life much, much easier. Mm, less resistance. Yes. The second thing is screen brightness. So I, I rank that as like one of the second most important things, right? Because if you're out in the field, it, again, this is not a problem if you're talking about a shack computer. Shack computer, shack laptop, most of them are going to be fine. Dim the lights a little bit or even in just regular ambient light. It's not that big a deal, even with a like dimly lit background screen. Not a problem. When you take it outside, though, all of a sudden it's like... I. I can't even see this thing. I do have a number that I float around in my head. You're looking for around 500 nits is kind of... What's a, a nit? It's the brightness measurement that's used on uh, screens. Okay. So 500 nits is, is a decent benchmark for a laptop that you might want to consider to use portable. So 12 volts, 500 nits for screen brightness. Portability is my third. There are people who take out full-size laptops, and again, this is my list, not yours. Your list might be different, and I probably expect it would be, but um, yeah. So portability for me is probably nothing larger than a 13-inch laptop, something that can go into a backpack easy, even a small backpack like a day pack. 13 inches is what I'm looking for. Notice I haven't said water resistance, rugged, durability. first three are... Because you're not operating ham radio... In a lightning storm. Yeah. <laughs> right. In pouring rain, which sometimes comes along with lightning and, you know, other things. Also, I'm not expecting to be kayaking with any of this equipment that it would go into the water and then, you know, I'm out of a laptop or whatever. Most of the time, I feel that this pursuit of these, like, super rugged HF radios in particular and laptops, while it sounds all good on paper, comes with some trade-offs like portability. A Toughbook is fantastic. I own a Toughbook. It's it's a good laptop, but it's also bulky. It's it's heavier. Um, it's a little bit clunkier to use. The touchpads, I don't know why Toughbooks have to have like the worst touchpads. Not that they're bad in tracking. They're just small. They're really, really small. And, and it, it, it just kind of is what it is with that laptop, uh, with the way it goes. And then the next one, and so this is where I bring it all back to, yeah, if you can get rugged, this is where I would put rugged. By rugged, it can take a splash, get water poured on it, all the way up to full-on, I can operate in the rain, which, you know, doesn't have a lot of use case for me. But for some people, it might. You are going to be the smaller demographic of what you're looking for here. 
And then lastly, many ports, right? And so many ports in this case is at least two USB ports, two USB ports, then, and okay, very specific, two USB-A ports, and then a USB-C port, Mm. And a and a and then the twelve volt power, of course, right? You have a deep love of USB C. I do. I love USB C so much, and everything should go to USB C, and we should just be done with it. So that's why we're in such a weird place with these with these laptops and now tablets and all this other stuff. Is I, I every one of them has a drawback. So the Surface the Surface Go, right? Mm-hmm. Brought up many times, relatively fair priced they have been discontinued Uh, i don't know what the future is going to hold for them but one port not all of them work off of 12 volts some of them do screen pretty good screen not incredibly bright though won't stand up on its own the one port's kind of a problem because that port also is what it can charge off of if you don't have the little Mm. doingy connector for 12 volts um the maestro the evolve 3 laptop the the Jankopotamus, the affectionately named Jankopotamus, has the 12 volts, very bad screen, not very bright, altogether not fun to type on, not fun to mouse around on, but it is portable. It's it's a it's a portable little unit, so it's good. I recently picked up, and, and some of this, why I'm talking about all this is, I recently picked up the tiny tablet that the tech prepper really likes. Gaston loves this tough pad. Gaston? Yeah. Like from Beauty and the Beast? No, that's Gaston. He's specifically Gaston. Oh, I mean, I guess that's not a bad choice if uh Yes. Yeah. So, tough pad. <laughs> it's a it's a tiny little tablet, but it runs Windows. Good news. Super bright. Really nice resolution for a tiny screen. It has one USB port. It has one headphone jack. So ports are kind of a problem. Uh, does not charge off of 12 volts. Uh, so you do have to have an adapter there. But it's it's just not it. It's just not it. And I, I respect what he's doing. And I, I, I know he's got a system that works with it. But You're it's a real Goldilocks of uh, I, I am so Goldilocks with the, with the laptops. It, it is, it's really frustrating how difficult it is to just find a good laptop for ham radio that I could just say like this is it I can get rid of all this other junk and just focus on this this family line of laptops and be done with it because it, if you go down the tough book path tough book tough pad you know tablet whatever they're, they're so thick they're so thick and heavy they're good but they're not portable right and so you you have to you have to make a consolation a compromise if you will to say like I'm going to I'm going to forgo having this little svelte laptop going with something that like I can get rained on, I guess, and it's it's super bright. Usually tough books are very bright, which is good. So it it hits a couple of those marks, but there's just not anything that exists on the market that's like has has all those things, really. Power 12 volt, screen brightness, portability, being rugged and then having at least the two USB-A and one USB-C ports. It, it just doesn't exist out there. So, so I haven't done a video in a while. I have this collection of laptops, but I don't really want to just come out there and just say, like, I don't like any of this. Like, that's not a very fun Y'all video. Y'all suck. 
right, that's not a fun video where I'm going to come out and be like, hey, I don't like any of this stuff. Don't buy any of these things unless you like this, you know, unless your ranking order is a bit different. So in that case, maybe it would be valuable to somebody. But yeah, I've just been lamenting the difficulty I've had with finding like the laptop that I would say, yes, go buy this. Everybody watching, everybody listening, like this is this is the one you might want to try. And of course, at a price point that, it, you know, you're not breaking the bank on is kind of also very important. So, yep, those are my thoughts. What's happening? The staircase has changed. You're more cranky pants. Mm-hmm. Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. It's your time, everybody listening, to reach out to us, ask us questions in all kinds of different formats. And that's that's what these buildings are in front of you. The building on the left is the physical mail depot. It's where you can send us mail, but you don't have to send us mail at our PO box. The link is in the show notes, or not the link, but the info's in the show notes. I stopped by the PO box, got a couple more QSL cards, but nothing new to report on that front. So thank you everybody who's sending me QSL cards. On the right-hand side though is the voicemail annex. It is the location where you can read your email to us in voice form. And Leah, how would someone voicemail us? They can call 562-339-2386. Is that right? Did I just make that up? Yep. Made it all up. <laughs> Sorry. 562-334-2389. Wow. I, I tried to do that off the top of my head. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> okay. And uh, away they go. Hey, Josh and Leah, this is Andrew, K-E-8-F-H-D. Listen to the podcast. Hey, I just had to stop in the middle of somebody's yard while uh, delivering the mail. To, um, <laughs> I thought you were driving. To in with a, um, actually, um, just to clarify the pronunciation of the city, it's uh, Traverse City, Traverse City, Michigan. Um, Traverse, uh, not Traverse. Traverse City Cherries. <laughs> uh, as a um, former Michigander turned Hoosier, um, born and raised in Jackson, Michigan, moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, quite a downgrade. Don't really have much shade to throw at Michigan as it is my uh, home state, and I'm no very fond shade. of it, but I have a lot of shade to throw toward Indiana. So um, anyway, I just, yeah, I just wanted to chime in uh, with Traverse City. Great place, uh, Grand Traverse Bay up there. Uh, went on vacation a couple summers uh, growing City. up with my family. And uh, yeah, anyway, enjoy listening to the podcast, 73. Okay. Thanks so much, Andrew. Oh, wait, I've got a follow-up from Andrew. Hang on. I'm in somebody else's yard now. <laughs> hey, guys, it's, uh, it's Andrew again. I was listening a bit bit more into the podcast and then heard the uh, Coney Dog discussion. Oh, yeah. Um, I get a while lot of... I, can't, um, I can't really speak to the origins of Coney Dogs. I can just say from personal experience, there is a Skyline Chili here where I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So I've been into the restaurant and had had their had their Coney dogs. And also there are three different Coney Island restaurants that I have been to that um, in Jackson, Michigan, where I grew up, uh, Jackson Coney Island, Virginia Coney Island, and Alpha Coney Island. And I just have to say that the Coney dogs I've had from each of those places are about 10 times better than anything Skyline Chili would ever serve. Whoa. I don't know this would be a controversial opinion on this podcast <laughs> since there are a lot of Skyline Chili fans out there. There are. But, we're, we're right or um, die, Skyline. Just my personal anecdotal experience is that the 
Coney dogs I've had made from restaurants based in Michigan are way better than Skyline Philly. So a little yes. bit of Michigan pride there. Yes. And what there's nothing Michiganders love to do more than trash on Ohio and anything that comes from Ohio. <laughs> Who so, um, uh, with that, hopefully this will be my last voicemail unless I feel the need to stop working and chime in with any other comments. Love it. Um, Thank you. Uh, Very good. To see you guys. Keep up the good work. We're going to get corrected. On this episode. Ah, uh, because Coney apparently... Coney dogs have nothing to do with Coney Island. Yeah. 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 That was our bad. Well, it was my bad specifically, but... Yeah. Uh, it is apparently a phenomenon rated, related to the immigration from Greece mm-hmm. uh, and the region of Macedonia. So... And I believe it is Michigan that they're from, the Coney dog. Yes. That's my understanding. Okay, so this is long. I, I, I feel like you should just, everybody should just go look at the Wikipedia because apparently uh, Wikipedia says that virtually all Coney Island variations were developed apparently independently by Greek or Macedonian immigrants in the early 1900s. Many were fleeing the Balkan Wars and entered the U.S. through Ellis Island. So the development of the dishes, uh, the, the style anyway, is not clear. Mm-hmm. But apparently there were parallel developments in New York, Michigan, Ohio, and other places right. in the country. Right. Right. Uh, so, yeah, really. We didn't know. Apparently, Indiana has a sure. Fort Wayne's famous Coney Island Wiener Stand that opened in 1914. Uh, Michigan um, has one, and like in Detroit, sure, is where it started in Michigan, and. That actually, there's a lot of history there. Yeah. The, so there's like a Detroit go go read the style. Wikipedia. Yeah, I was uh, I was shocked at the depth. There's I, also a Flint style, Flint, Michigan style. Mm. So I mean, it it might be possible. Hear me out. If you are going to Michigan, that a part of your travels just includes trying all the different Coney dogs. <laughs> maybe not. That seems like a try the best of maybe one or two, and then. I don't know about all. That seems like a lot. I guess it depends on how much you love hot dogs. Uh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So thank you so much, Andrew. We're, we're going to get a lot of those. We didn't know. I did not know. We're from hey, Lady and Josh. It is Sam Solo Abroad here. <gasps> Coming to you is Kilo Zero, Foxtrot, Yankee Romeo, Stroke, Victor, Echo 7. I have just activated a summit and a park in British Columbia, Canada. Wow. So just happened to be up here in the Washington area for work, very close to the border, and thought I would hop across and uh, get a QRP activation from International Canada. ham. Mm-hmm. Took me a little bit, uh, but I finally got enough responses to, uh, to get both the summit. I think I had seven, and the park uh, took me probably a couple hours, but I got 12 out of it. And so now I have a summit and a park activated in Canada. Well done. Uh, logging as Kilo Zero Foxtrot Yankee Romeo Stroke Victor Echo 7. Just want to say, hey, 
Uh, should be uh, doing some of my uh, southeast states coming up uh, next uh, couple weeks. And so uh, just trying to say I'm on the trail, uh, just uh, fortunate to be able to get into another country and to do a Summit and Park activation. So talk to you later. This is Ham Solo K0FYR, Stroke Victor Echo 773. All right. Thanks so much, Ham Solo. I love hearing about Ham Solo's adventures. It's, and you know what? I also really like British Columbia. Vancouver is probably one of my favorite cities. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. There's an island there oh. that, uh, well, I don't know. I had to take a boat to get there. But <laughs> it's full of miniatures. What? I love it. Yeah. Even the hot dogs are small. You can eat so many like that. You can try so many varieties. <laughs> Mini Coney dogs. Yeah. Coney dog sampler. Does somebody in Michigan just do that? <laughs> like, no. Make all the different varieties. <laughs> all right. The flight of hot dogs. Hi, this is Matt, K7YEG. Josh, you hey, want to hear people talk great things about their states and then rip something. Oh, no, <laughs> you did say that. Arizona, very beautiful state. You've got all kinds of uh, landscape here from obviously the desert up into the beautiful mountains. Yeah. Um, great mountains for radio. Uh, I was up on the Mogollon Rim a couple weeks ago while it was 100 degrees Oof. down in the valley. It was. A comfortable 67, and it got down to 36 at night. A great place to throw a uh, infed up into a tree, get a, you know, the, the rate height you need. Just a beautiful, uh, beautiful place uh, with all kinds of gyms all around the state. And then there's the devil's taint that is known <laughs> as Bullhead City. And Bullhead City might have a bit of a meth problem. In fact, the, the uh toothbrush was invented in bullhead city and you know it's the toothbrush was invented there because if it was invented anywhere else else it would be the teeth brush <laughs> and just for a little bonus since needles california isn't too far away from bullhead city the reason needles is called needles is because nobody there can spell hypodermic <laughs> man there are quite a lot of cities in california that have major drug problems yeah though. And Arizona, you're not, um, you know, don't don't shy away from looking at Kingman. Also, right, very great, high, wonderful place to be. Very yeah. high in the uh, in the methamphetamine use. <laughs> Whew. All right, that was a lot of shade. That was and, Matt, and artfully Matt, done. And yeah, artfully I done. mean those yeah. those digs. That's that's what I ask for. If you're gonna insult someone, do it cleverly. Right. So that. If they're dumb, they can't understand. <laughs> oh, no. So, Leia, I gave you some time. Didn't say anything. <laughs> but now is the time. You know the HRCCBE team is saying no tests. You might as well buy after the twenty seventh. Oh, yeah. A general class study book for the next round. 
because you're running out of time. <laughs> I have confidence in you, but be realistic. <laughs> do you want to give up your segment for general class? Do you even want to, like, move on to extra class? Those are so hard questions. Yeah, it's so hard. Ones. I, so hard. <laughs> I think you just want to keep with general forever. Yeah, progress is not your thing, I guess. Wow. Okay. Wow, so the I'll give you some numbers uh, because you seem like a numbers person. I am a numbers person. You have person. 17 days from this day where uh, today is it's early morning more Wednesday. than I thought. Oh, <laughs> so you have 17 days or two weeks and three days when you hear this. That's more than I thought. <laughs> two weeks, one day. It's less than that. It's it's or, or less than two only weeks Only 408 hours from Wednesday. So, yeah. That's how long you have it. I saw a post on Facebook saying that the one of the last ones for the HRCC, the E-team is the 27th, so you have even yeah. less days. So, um, it's really up to you. It's really up to you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> okay, do whatever you want. Uh, 73. This I is feel like I'm really disappointed, Nathan. Bye. <laughs> like you can hear it in his voice. I'm He's not like... upset. <laughs> Just disappointed. He sounds like me when like <laughs> the kids are not like fulfilling their potential. Right, right, right. And I'm like, just do whatever you want. Just, just do whatever you want. You're not gonna listen to me. We're not. We're not getting anywhere. We're not. Why am I wasting time with this? I'm so sorry, Nathan. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, that's pressure. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Wes Ki Five Wes. Hey, look, uh, I got some state beef hey, uh, here. Oh, so man. I know Josh loves that. I'm tired of hearing everybody state talk beef. about. How Florida is so wild and Florida is so crazy when they ain't even heard anything about Louisiana. <laughs> Florida has a law where they have to publicly announce when something goes on in a criminal act and stuff like that. But I don't think Louisiana has that quite as much on some laws. I think some are protected. But we have dogs with webbed feet like a frog. Uh, we have rattlesnakes that have evolved to not rattle because they – because they uh, have been so many have been killed, oh, no. and yes, Florida has the anacondas or whatever they are, but that's just a big snake that likes to give you a hug. A uh, rattlesnake <laughs> that doesn't rattle is just a angry rope that can kill you. So uh, there's a little bit of state beef, and I'm sure there's some more somewhere. If I have to get side boom involved in oh, this, I will. God. But when it comes to craziness, uh, I think Louisiana's got Florida beat. You just don't hear about it on the national stage. <laughs> you might be right, actually. You might be right. And, and that, you know, what's funny about that is that's not, like, that's not that that what he wasn't throwing any shade at Florida. He was just saying, like, <laughs> it's crazy in Louisiana too. <laughs> like, crazier in Louisiana. Like, why is Florida getting all this credit for being the craziest? When Louisiana should definitely be, you know, but I, the but Wes said it so nicely, actually, mm -hmm. that I'm unclear if he's from Florida or Louisiana. <laughs> is he? Because <laughs> it didn't sound like he was trying to denigrate Louisiana. I mean, he gave him some points. 
Yeah. He was like, yeah, and he was, that going on. And he didn't sound like he was trying to denigrate Florida. Right. He was just like, these are the facts. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> look at this realistically. Be yeah. objective. <laughs> Be objective. That's right. Be, don't let the media influence your decision. The media comes hard for Florida. <laughs> well, because of that law. They had, oh, that's what he's right. saying. That, that, okay, it all makes sense now. That's why we have like, Florida so many, Man. So many headlines. That's why we have Florida Man. I mean, honestly, California would put all the rest of the states to shame if every time like something happened in any part of the state it had to be in the news oh like in sheer volume oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh, but but also we have a lot of outlandishness i mean there's there's truly camps of people mm-hmm. right there was this video that i was watching as i actually the girl's whole channel is about like uh certain aesthetics mm-hmm. but really she's mocking like different oh yeah, yeah personality yeah. types yeah. in this in the state right right and i'm like that's that's true that's... it's kind of hard if they haven't seen it it's kind of hard to depict what she does but it yeah it, it takes the fashion not just the fashion but also the, the character traits of there's the individuals. like for every part of the country Mm-hmm. that has like certain values that they uphold and hold near and dear and uh and idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. there's probably a correlating part in california oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know oh yeah californians with the the heart of wyoming <laughs> like <laughs> california <laughs> that are complete Vermonters. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. If you go up north far enough, you find maple trees again. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably. Given the size of California, yeah. There's more to Vermont than maple trees. Is there? Yes. There okay. Is. All right. We have we have so many wonderful correspondents. I'm from kidding, Vermont, of course. Yes. Full of kindness and homesteading. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, the homesteading's got me. I just. <laughs> Oh, we don't have the the Amish. I want to say that uh, Russ <coughs> so kindly offered me fertilized eggs. So that's maybe chickens in our future. <laughs> no. Why? No. What? Yeah, no. You're so mean. They just need a home. <laughs> they're fine no, they're just, they don't need to fly across the country they don't they, it's a one flight <laughs> yeah they don't need to fly across the country that's true i could just go to trader joe's and get fertilized no S- somebody did an experiment to see how many of those they could hatch mm-hmm. of a trader joe's dozen and it was a pretty good percentage was it really yes so i think all i need is an incubator <laughs> this is insane no no. It'll be great. No. We're not getting chickens. For every chicken that we buy in the supermarket, we will replace that chicken <coughs> in the wild. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah. I'm not going to keep the chickens in. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let the chickens free range and just feed them in our backyard. They can go wherever they want. And like... If somebody asks, they'll be like, who are these chickens? They're the neighborhood's chickens. 
<laughs> who knows this who is they like are. tadpole I just, guy i just saw these chickens and i was like oh we should feed them they look hungry this is like tadpole guy what the tadpole guy these are everyone's tadpoles yeah they're they're everyone's chickens <laughs> no no what's the worst that's gonna happen maybe we're gonna jo- get a ticket maybe georgie eats some of them I don't oh, know. for sure, George. But that's just—you know—he's so old now. Uh, he'll eat. He'll be able to eat some chicks. It's—he's he's fine. He'll be able to kill him. Don't worry about that. Old George will get him real dead. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes, for like just—you know—shading in such a gentlemanly way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. On to the last Hello, one. HRCC podcast and Josh and Leah. What do you get when you have a snake that's only 3.14 inches long? You get a python. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm literally clapping. <laughs> I get it. It's a math joke. Yeah. We like those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good job. Nice. Yeah. Done. Well done. Much appreciate. All right. That means we're starting to make our way up the Correspondence Tower. And reminder, you can email us at leah at hamtactical.com. Make sure you send us your ham radio story. And I expect a lot of them. I expect some reports in the week after field day. So not next week, the week after. But uh, tell us what you all did, what you got into, the projects you're working on in ham radio. If you've been doing anything fun and interesting, We would love to hear about it. And as always, we support this podcast with the hamtactical.com website where you can buy merch that largely comes from the ideas of this podcast. But if you send us a merch idea and we like it and we make it, we'll send you one for free. So thanks for doing that work. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. All right. On to the first voicemail. Voicemail? Uh, email. I mean, it, for, <laughs> from their point of view, there is a voice attached to it. This is titled Radio Shack Nostalgia. Okay. And this comes from Logan. Okay. Hello, Josh and Leah. KI5ZYW here. Love your podcast. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. I'm on a four-hour road trip at the moment and have already knocked out two or so of your episodes back. Thanks to partly Josh's channel and the local club, I tested for all three licenses in a couple of months ago and got general, bought a G90, and the club built a NFED half wave. So I've been spending a little time on HF. Is that three? That's three. All right. One. Two. Oh, wait. Oh. No, you got to take one of those back. How do you uh, play that backward? <laughs> <laughs> that's weird that, that that's how that sounds backwards. Yeah. He got to general, so that's two. He tested for all three, though, which respect. Okay, well, now you have to go get your extra. Yeah, and then when when you... Get your extra. Yeah, then we'll do it again. But we won't play the button. You're just what? <laughs> you're running at a neg. You, you have just, a balance. Right you now. just but you just you're gonna get it. an invoice. Yeah, <laughs> monthly until we sort this out. All right. So, the show topic for today's email is this: 
I was traveling through Boise City, Oklahoma, and happened to see a General Electric logo with the appliance and radio beside it on a sheet, on a sheet whim. Hmm. What is a sheet whim? I, I pulled it. <laughs> what? Beside it on a sheet whim. I, okay. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious because I love the word whim. Okay. Yeah. And if there are different ways I could use it. A sheet whim. Yes. Okay. I pulled around the block and went inside. Turned out it was an old radio shack. I'm 16 years old, so radio... Wait, what? You're 16 years old doing a four-hour road trip? What? That's amazing. Yeah. Kids these days. Just be out there driving around wait wait do kids in other parts of the country Mm -hmm. like do young adults well i guess uh okay do 16 to 18 year olds in other parts of the country Mm -hmm. do they actually want to drive because the general consensus where we are now is that teens are like no Please drive me. Drive me everywhere. Yeah. Free chauffeur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come pick me up. What is the point of this driving? You can just do it for me. Right, right, right. right. I don't care how far it is. Right. <laughs> Independence be damned. Be damned. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. So y- you guys have to tell me. Mm-hmm. Is this not the case? I just assumed that this is something that was happening across the country. Just uh, apathy towards driving. But now young Logan is telling me he's doing a four-hour road trip. Right. When I was, like, first driving, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd have a hard time selling me on getting on the freeway. <laughs> that's, that's not something that I would do. Right, right, right. Until I got a job at Disneyland, and then I would take the freeway. Yeah, for 16, that's, I mean, four-hour drive, that's that's legit. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, very impressed. All Good right. job. So Logan says, I'm 16 years old, so Radio Shack was definitely before my time. There are still Radio Shacks? I didn't know of this, and the fact that it has a GE logo. What? That's like a sus Radio Shack. What? That's like a Radio Shack that's been hiding out. Yeah, like look at me. I'm just an appliance store. It didn't want it didn't want Radio Shack to know that it was good, that after it went out of business. It's like it's okay. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep rolling. All right. Yeah. Don't, nobody say anything. Don't ruin this. I picked up a dozen electrical components, several Radio Shack engineering manuals, fifty feet of RG58, a ham radio Radio Shack logbook, mm. and some. DSDD floppies for my Apple 2E 2GS okay is that right sure and 2C yep we don't have any ham radio retailers nearby so this was fantastic you know what Logan I'm I'm still not sure that was a ham radio retailer (laughs) I feels like Logan emailed us from like 30 years ago. <laughs> He's driving around. Right. Going to radio. Buying shack. floppy disks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Logan, tell me, uh, what year is it? 
Logan's <laughs> real name, John Teeter. Oh, look at my pet moth. I know. This is a really weird moth that's hanging out. And I've been petting it. It landed on you earlier. It yeah. was just sitting there. And then I pet it, and it like kind of walked away, and then it came back. And well, you're rubbing just... all the dust off of its wings, so it's not going to fly now. What? You're not supposed to touch the wings of No, I hurt my pet moth. Well, now he's your forever pet because he's not going to fly for a while. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> should I put some dust back on him? Like, should I take out the <laughs> some dust from the vacuum? And, Yo, like, moth, just... you want to get wet? <laughs> I think it's trying to get to my drink. It was an angel dust joke that I just made. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Well, Logan continues, I'm currently ecstatic, and this made my day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the podcast. 73. Oh, wait. Logan has a, uh -oh. a second email, okay. so I will hold off on that last sign off. Logan, back again. As a ChatGPT fan, I could not help uh, asking for repeaters after hearing y'all talk about it on the June 9th episode. Here is a link to my prompts. This is a very cool thing that you can do with ChatGPT now. You can send your results mm -hmm. not in this case though because it says 404 this page could not be found oh so <laughs> as a chat gpt plus subscriber i have access to chat uh, to gpt4 and various other features including bing browsing oh you gotta watch out for for that's that's the one that decided that it could have no morals that <laughs> okay. it got like really aggressive towards Okay. Towards the uh, prompter. Yeah. Yeah. So be really careful with that. I'm whispering in case GPT's listening. Right. Right. Yeah. right. I was wondering why you were doing that. GPT-4 alone couldn't find anything and only recommended repeaterbook.com. The one you got to watch out for is GPT-4 Loco. <laughs> That's one. It's wild. GPT-4, along with Bing browsing, though, found all the repeaters in my city. You'd have to be hard up to use this to find repeaters, though. 73. Oh, okay. KI-5. ZYW Logan. P.S. I'll try not to take too much of your time. No, Logan, you were great. Thanks, this Logan. Great lengths. Um, real flashbacks going on. And... Um, I understand. I mean, Logan took us to the past, and now he's back in the present. Right, us back forward. GPT yeah. He's running AI, chat so. GPT for off of a floppy disk. That's did pretty you, impressive. Um, did you figure out something there, Logan? Like, <laughs> did you ask chat GPT the right questions and solve time travel? Mm. Do you think... Chat GPT came back and said, so this is how the humans will be able to communicate after we, I mean... <laughs> society collapses for some reason <laughs> this is ChatGPT is like how far back before the collapse do you want to go <laughs> well the collapse is in six months so <laughs> alright thank you he Logan. starts calling you John Connor for some reason <laughs> like what the next email is titled 13-year-old ham is back. Well, welcome back. All the right. Fresh ham. <laughs> That's a fresh ham. Yeah. Hi, Josh, and the one and only co-host. <laughs> well, th thank you. 
So I have built three NASs, network attached storage, mm -hmm. and bought a Dell PowerEdge T610 for a remote FT8 VM computer. So Josh, do you have advice for remote software to use? Depends on the radio. Okay. Um, so I, I've not found a good like all-in-one package that kind of works with all radios. It seems to be more based off of the radio that you're using than anything. So I don't really have the answer for that. Okay, well, unfortunately. Max says, now for more hammy topics, I have an old Android phone for APRS and the audio of APRS Droid won't go to the cable. Any ideas? Um, so I believe you have to use an on-the-go cable dongle potentially for Android. If you're not doing that, give that a shot. Okay. I also found someone that's going to give me an ICOM IC718. Okay. Well, nice. now you know one of the radios. Mm, <clears throat> yeah, that's not going to remote very easily. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and lastly, I was wondering if I should get an FT5DR for APRS. Yes. So the, <sighs> they're on sale right now, I believe. Like uh, there was a really, really good sale um, at HRO that if you were not able to get in on that and you wanted one, boy, that was that's a bummer. Good price. I think it might be still available. All right. Well, 73's Max, the 13-year-old, previously the 12-year-old ham. Oh, congratulations. Congrats, Max. Fantastic. Uh, let us know how uh, what you end up doing for your remote software and how it works out for you. All right. The next email is titled Give It the Beans, and it comes from Todd. It's just a link uh, to, <laughs> to a donut media site where there's a beans can air freshener. <laughs> I'm going to show it to Josh. It's oh, Donut. Give It the Beans. Donut's the car, uh, the car YouTube channel. It's a really good channel. Give It the Beans. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. It looks like a Campbell soup can, though. Yeah. That's really the wrong. That's the wrong brand for beans. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be the baked beans or Heinz beans if you want to go Britishy. Yeah. Right? Heinz would be good. All right. Thank you so much for sharing that, Todd. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Todd. I do like it, though. Yep. The next email is titled European Ham Fair. And uh, this comes from Vessel. Hmm. Hi, Leia and Josh. Leia, sorry for bothering you, but I wish to say thank you. Oh, you're not bothering me at all. And you're so welcome. FT8 hoodie that you sent me is the perfect object to troll old CW veterans that try to pretend FT8 does not exist. I have so much fun with it. Thank you. <laughs> it's awesome. it's a, you know what? It's a good looking hoodie. Though. It is. It I, came out I really like well. It. And that's literally when I saw the waterfall. I was like. I can use that mm -hmm. on so many things. Yep. It works out really well. Because it looks gr great graphically, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but if you know, you know. Right, 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 right. It looks good on its own, but then yeah. it's also obviously ham mm -hmm. radio. Josh, great work, man. Love your videos. Kind of miss uh, those that you've built stuff in the past. You had shows on how to build J-Pole and so on. You, know, you don't have a, a lot build of stuff. video coming up? 
I've got a lot of Bill's videos. Build something. Yeah. Have you ever thought about maybe building a free little library that was once promised what? to a <coughs> woman who loves you so much mm -hmm. and all she wanted as a gift was this free little library that would ping Twitter every time a book was removed or placed I'm, inside. I, I have all the stuff kitted. I keep saying that. It's the programming. I just have to get down. And, and then like bought all the I stuff for the gift it. resulting in that person never actually getting a gift just a, just a promise of a gift one day <laughs> I bought years later locked it all up here is the, the raw promise. materials <laughs> yes that's where we're at right now that's that is true i just one day there's so many free little libraries that have opened up in town recently and now I feel like the stakes are just getting higher. If we had got in in the beginning of the free little libraries, mm -hmm. it would have been fine if it was a somewhat mediocre looking library. Now we have to have such an elaborate library. Oh, my goodness. See? It's going to look like the Cerritos Public Library in miniature <gasps> form. That is such a good idea. I shouldn't have how, said anything. How do you get that millennium swoop of metal? Yeah, that's yeah. already a problem. <laughs> that was an architectural. Yeah, I can guarantee you someone's going to blow that thing up. What? If we build something like that. Why would somebody blow it up? Because that's what kids do. No. Okay. Not in my town. Uh, okay. That's... <laughs> in my town, that was what kids do. Could you... <laughs> Could you even imagine what if somebody tried to like mess with something that that was so beloved? It, people in Cerritos would take umbrage. <laughs> they would. <laughs> they might assign additional security to the actual library. <laughs> oh, because of, yes. just a mock, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. a mock-up was destroyed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. it was terrorists. Yeah. It was a trial run <laughs> yeah, on, our, on our free little library. <laughs> you do? <laughs> My God, you're, you're, that could, you could be onto something. It would also be... Somehow the Secret Service gets involved because other than just protecting against counterfeit bills, they're also like <laughs> the tactical response for, for public libraries. The CIA is here. The all the alphabet boys. You're like, and then Noah shows up, and you're like, like oh, wait a second, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> this is we're we're through the looking glass. This on this is... <laughs> How does this affect the weather? Yeah, <laughs> please. Pretty sus, Noah. Oh, we just thought you know some people might be getting abducted, <laughs> and maybe we just tell them how to deal with that. I don't know. <laughs> Just know a things. And I was like, wait, you haven't seen our bomb preparedness? Yeah, page? why, dude? <laughs> why, Noah? Why are you doing so much? Noah's doing the most. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, bro. What if you actually like delved into the cash flow into noah mm -hmm. and it was actually funded by like the privacy acts <laughs> i see that 90 percent of your funding comes from the 
old Patriot Act money. This like, is weird. And there was a clause built in that even after it eclipsed, it still goes on. This is weird, Noah. This is weird. <laughs> Sometimes it's funny for me to just think like Noah is actually just like the people that work for Noah mm-hmm. is all like television weather reporters. Oh my my favorite weather reporter who slips musical who hip-hop, lyrics does hip hop into... songs yeah <laughs> he just did uh uh he did ushers yeah <laughs> what and there was that one where he did bohemian rhapsody <laughs> that, yeah 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 that guy's channel is so <laughs> They must love him at that station. They're like, they, dude, you're They kidding. all know what he's doing. Of course they do. They all do. know he what tell, he's doing. He tells them. Yeah. He's not just going to drop that on them. <laughs> and you can see the, the anchors. <laughs> <laughs> there was one where he rickrolled everyone. Oh, I think I saw that one. It's <laughs> good. It's good. He He's probably the head of Noah. Just. <laughs> I don't you got like to hide in plain sight. You know? <laughs> just. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's Just time like to start. <laughs> Try. It's time to start dropping hints in his comments. I know what you're up to. <laughs> Have you ever been abducted? <laughs> well, that might get you in trouble. <laughs> there, there may have to be a little bit more pointed commentary. Oh, like not not so on the nose. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Or I'll get abducted. <laughs> right. You know. So. Uh. Okay. Vassal continues, however, a huge compliment to you for explaining in simple words some of the most complex topics. Oh, very nice. Thank that you is, so much. That is that literally is Josh's favorite compliment. It is one of my yeah. favorites for sure, yeah. You don't know me, but I plan to go to Friedrichs, Friedrichshafen. It's pretty good. Friedrichshafen in Germany. Yep. Uh, with other words here, and there is a link to uh, the Friedrich Schaffen event. I'm planning to film as much as possible oh. and keep my mouth shut. If you're interested, I have no problem sharing my footage with you. I have an iPhone 13 Pro. We'll get my laptop and two terabyte external NVMe drive. Cool. Yeah. I'd love to say, hey, create a YouTube channel. I love that I love that he's keeping his mouth shut while Leia tells the whole plan right on the podcast. No, I think his plan is to get B roll. Yeah. Well, without talking over it Leia, so that you can use it. It, it uh it uh it's not B roll. Mm. It's A roll. It's A roll. <laughs> because I'm not there. <laughs> it's the only role. B roll is you going to like oh, hey. an Oktoberfest. <laughs> I'm at the Phoenix Club. You're at old world. Just the, the, the tower of beer cups just keeps getting taller. As I'm, uh, yeah, this is a good time. Wow. The Phoenix Club guys are like, why do you need the green screen to enjoy our Bavarian treats? We have to take the kids to old world this year. Yeah. We have to. Yeah, sure. For Oktoberfest, for Kinderfest. Okay. Okay. It's very important. It's like so important. I can't even express to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I've, 
<laughs> because there's a very person. there's a very small window of time left where Edison will get excited about dogs. Okay. Oh, I think he's going to remain excited about dogs for a long time. No, but, but not at the level. He's been recently disappointed by a slew of dogs. And now he's much more cautious. He used to be a little toddler who would toddle up to people and go, excuse me, may I pet your dog? And then just promptly shove his face right <laughs> into the dog's face. And it's like, oh, my God, you're going to get bit. And then he achieved, like, like maximum manners. Yeah. Where he was polite to both the owner and the dog. Mm-hmm. Right? And now... He will look at a dog, gauge whether or not on it's his worth, own. It's worth yeah. the, <laughs> this dog is worth the, the attempt here. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like the window is rapidly closing in which he would be deeply delighted mm-hmm. by a wiener dog race. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering where you're going with this. The wiener dog races. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the magic will be gone. Hmm. And then he'll just be betting on him instead. <laughs> Jesus. That's quite the turn. Yeah, we really got to keep Edison out of gambling. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. Once he, he loves gaming and he loves making money. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's, <laughs> it's a real dangerous combination. That's true. He can't get a taste of winning yeah. at gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His first time's out, he's just got to lose as much money as possible. <laughs> We're going to have to rig it. Yeah, the other way. What are the worst odds? We're going to go Should play we... the Wheel of Fortune game in Vegas. <laughs> That's such a fun game, Not the though. slot machine. I love it so much. Not the slot machine. Oh. The old school big wheel. The big wheel that physically they turn. What? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's it's an old game. It's like a carny game almost. It, do, it do probably doesn't exist anymore other than maybe Fremont Street. It exists. Yeah, it's it's for sure down Fremont. All right. Well, Vassal says, if you're interested in some event, some vendor, or anything, ham program and list of activities are on the website. Yeah, so I need to take he, a look. Vassal is saying yeah, he's going to be a reporter on the ground. I love it. I love it. Thank yeah, you. let me... Let me let me take a look at the website. I did get your email on that, and I meant to reply, but I figured we did in the podcast. I will... Uh, I'll take a look at the... I'll take a look at the the vendor list because I don't know what's truly different. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of differences. So yeah, that's that's very interesting. And thank you for the uh, for the offer. Appreciate it. He says, "Let me know, and I will do my best. I don't want payment. Not doing it for that." My call sign is LZ three H A M. He's got Ham very in good. his Ham call sign. How does he spell his first name, Leah? Vassal. How do you spell it? V A S I L. Okay. Why? I'm just curious. You thought I was saying it wrong? Mm, I thought there might have been at the e at, like an E at the end. That would be Vasile? No. Vasily. Yes. Okay. Vasile. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up, Vasile? Okay. Well, <laughs> Why is that? Vasile signs off 73. Leia and Josh, have fun. Thank, thank you so you. much. And thank you so much for the kind offer. Appreciate I think it. Josh will definitely take you yeah. up on that because how exciting International Ham Fest. Yeah. And if it looks good enough, Josh might just take it off and go to Germany. I mean, <laughs> flying out right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I have to go to Tokyo Ham Fest before we go to Friedrichshafen. Taiwan's off the table still. Taiwan? Yeah. Taiwan doesn't have a Ham Fest. 
Yeah, but it's just off the table. Is Vietnam off the table? Vietnam doesn't have a ham fest. How do you know? I mean, they might have like a local thing, but they don't have like a big show like Tokyo does. Hmm. You want to go to Tokyo next year? Maybe. No. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. My bad. Maybe. I'm trying to get to the point where Edison's old enough to remember. He does a pretty good job remembering. No, he's got to remember it in the future, not right now. <laughs> I. Okay, fine. When he's when he stops referring to the past as when I was a baby. <laughs> when I was like, a baby. <laughs> what is, okay. Like, okay. First of all, you were not a baby then. <laughs> that was a year ago. <laughs> like... <laughs> all right. The next email is titled Skipping in the Podcast. Yes. Uh, this is something that we have heard, heard a few reports about, and this is from Douglas. After Just after the email talking about skipping forward on Apple Podcast, Podbean skipped back to the voicemail section, then after a few minutes, back to email. Every time you say wheat, I think of Will Wheaton. That's probably the saltier of the former TNG actors. For a minute, I thought that they would bring him back for Picard. Nope. It was a great loss that they didn't, honestly. I so just... he d he's on a show that does commentary about the episodes. Of Picard? Yeah. And was not brought back on the show. I understand. Like, it's a great loss. He must have really pissed them off. He was such a delight, though. Uh, was he? He was one of my favorite parts of the show. Oh, God. Sometimes I would just watch episodes in hopes of seeing Will Wheaton. Oh, my God. Wesley Crusher. Will Wheaton. Yes. That's... <laughs> you just don't like him so much. And I don't know that my affinity for him mm -hmm. actually makes it worse to you. <laughs> I, I think like... <laughs> that, like, the character he was in Star Trek Next Generation is not the man he is today. What about who he was in Big Bang Theory? It's kind of in line with who he is on Twitter. That's <laughs> you're just like that is actually Will Wheaton. <laughs> yeah, he plays himself in Big Bang Theory. He's very vengeful and manipulative. In I, yeah, <laughs> you're like you said it. <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen that guy's Twitter, have you? If the, if the Twitter fits, <laughs> if the Twitter fits. Yeah, yeah. I have seen it. Mm -hmm. I think it's delightful no. how Wesley Crusher has grown up. No way. So respectful. No. Representing the Federation. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, Douglas says, looking forward to field day this year. I'm planning on going up to the same place I did last year in the Pines of Arizona. Excellent. Douglas signs off. Douglas. Thank you so much. Thank you, Douglas. The next email titled, A Competition No One Knew Existed. Okay. And this is from Mike. Howdy, Josh and Leia. My name is Mike, KM4IOR slash AG as of June 10th. Oh. Congratulations. And that's where the subject comes from. I've been listening for a while now and have been a tech since 2015 when I was in high school. Oh. Well, thank you for listening. And <laughs> I mean, I don't think you were listening since 2015, <laughs> but thanks for For however long you've been but, listening, thank you so much. 
<laughs> but never desired to do more with radio. That was until the start of this month when I decided I needed to upgrade and build an HF man pack. Is that right? An mm -hmm. HF man pack. So I challenged myself to get general before Leia. Sorry, Leia. It's fine. <laughs> we did. It's fine. Everybody better be rushing to get their general before me. <laughs> now comes the endeavor of trying to learn how to use digital modes in combination with the true SDX and DigiRig Mobile. Okay. Just wanted to write an email to thank you guys for the great content that keeps me highly entertained at work where I'm currently writing this. Please don't tell my boss. We'll, Excellent. We'll keep your secrets safe. Why are you whispering again? Because maybe ChatGPT tells us Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, got it. 73 from KM4IOR slash AG Mike, yet another Florida man. Mm. Yeah. I, apparently you got competition in, in Louisiana. So mm -hmm. there you go. Thank you so much, Mike. The next email is titled Great Podcast and YouTube Channel, and oh, this comes from you. Zach. Hey, guys, any podcast that starts off the rails and finishes with the rails thrown out the window is top tier in my book. <laughs> well, thank you. It's definitely the wrong way to make a podcast. <laughs> we decided that everything people said you shouldn't do was what we were going to do. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it doesn't work for us. It just doesn't work. And uh, and you can tell how great we're doing mm. uh, based on how uh, how we compare to the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> right. That's that's what you want to do. I discovered Josh on YouTube after getting an RTL SDR and searching around for projects with it. Oh, then came the live streams. Mm hmm. And podcasts. Now I'm studying for my technician and general as I'm super excited about getting into POTA and Excellent. exploring all aspects of the radio hobby. Excellent. Oh, so happy to hear that. Good luck on your tech and general. Yes. Anyway, keep up the great work. Well, Congratulations thank on you, that. Zach. Appreciate you. That's so nice. Hopefully we get to click that button for you soon. Good luck. The next email is titled Josh Preaching Radio. And okay. this is from Chuck and Katie. Hi, Leia. I grabbed a shot of Josh doing his thing at Hamvention and just wanted to send it to you guys. My wife and I enjoy your podcast and appreciate you sharing your adventures. Well, thank you thank for you. listening. Good luck on your general. I will need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, best, Chuck and Katie, K6ADD and K8TAY. And this is... Look at that. That's a great picture of you. Oh, yeah. That was at the Ham Nation uh, forum. Very good. Nice. Thank you. That's very good. And, and look at you wearing your Ham Nation shirt. Is the picture in black and white, or did you make the iPad black and white, too? No. See, yeah, I'm still in grayscale on my phone, okay. but it is in color on the on this. So this is what it feels like looking at my phone all the time. This, is, this came in black and white. Oh, okay. The picture yeah. is. Yeah, it's a good picture, though. Good job. Well done. Good. Is that... What is that a cutout of? Uh, that's Dawn. Oh. <laughs> they call that Flat Dawn. Flat Dawn. When Dawn can't go to Hamvention, somebody carries that around. <laughs> that's amazing. Can you just send one of me? One of the years that Dawn <laughs> didn't go, people walked around with like a little popsicle stick with Dawn's face on it. And they would that's carry amazing. it. The Don appreciation. Yeah. It's, it's like amazing. Don's not here. 
All right. Thank you so much, Chuck. I really appreciate that. And uh, thank you too, Katie. Thank you uh, very much. Thank you for listening together. Yeah. The next email is titled, Been Out for a While, Ready to Get Back In. Okay. And this comes from Wes. Wes with a voicemail and now an email. Wes, welcome back. I think I got a QSL card from him. Oh, my gosh. Greetings, our most esteemed podcast host, Mm -hmm. and Josh. Excellent. And that's... (laughs) First, a little more state beef. Okay. (laughs) All right. Now I get to read the insults. Okay. I will try to read it as gentlewomanly as possible. Okay. I mentioned the dogs we have with webbed feet, but some of the people in the deep, deep south of Louisiana have a type of webbed feet. It's hard to explain without sounding gross, so I won't, but it looks like they have shorter toes. Also, people act like Florida is the worst state to live in, but Louisiana is literally the rear end of the USA. (laughs) Think about the dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico. It's literally all the crap from the US spilling into a giant bowl. Mm. Yes, I know we are competing for the worst state, but it's my worst state. <laughs> so confirmed, Wes is from Louisiana. Got so it. I was like, I am unclear. Right. Who is throwing shade where? Right. <laughs> also, the ADT people from state, people of Creole descent, often refer to themselves as, well, a raccoon's butt, a coon ass. <laughs> huh. Okay. This may seem like a derogatory term, but it's actually used as an endearing term most of the time. Okay. Oh. Well, thank you for I don't know the origin of that. That doesn't make sense to me off the top of my head. Hmm. Raccoon's butt. Yeah. And Creole. Yeah. Okay. Enough with the hot takes. On to the radio stuff. This section of my radio journey is about to be full of experimenting. Something I'm not used to since I enjoy being an appliance operator. Josh, I'm taking your advice, just trying it. Okay. At my new house, I have enough room to put up a full wave sky loop antenna. Oh. However, it will have to be in a triangle, not square. It's fine. I am also adding a GMS repeater for my area since I'm a dead space Mm -hmm. and using it for an MCOM situation. It will be out 30 feet up, not super high, but high enough for coverage of my town. Mm -hmm. One question I am having is where to put my lightning arrestor. Do I put them at the base of the antenna, base of the tower, or at the window pass-through? I know there are details you need to see, but I would think at the base of the tower connected to the ground rods of the tower. I have not had much radio time in the past month, but look forward to sending shack updates. So a couple of things. The coax, the feed line, the shield should ground to the tower along with the grounding rods that should be at the tower that are all bonded well together and, you know, connect to the tower and the antenna, etc., via the feed line, right at that point where they come to the ground. Okay. Well, Wes says, in the meantime, here is my living room view of my ho- my new house, considering I'm in the middle of 120 acres and S0 noise floor. Oh, Josh so is about jealous. to be so jealous right now. Oh, this so jealous. view is like, Ooh, buddy. What? You could do so much. What? So much land. That's so cool. I love it. 
makes me want to go and buy one of those like acreages of land that's always being marketed to me on Facebook and like that's just land there's nothing on it yeah just like go and build an off-grid paradise Mm, yeah Yeah. now we're talking are we yeah we're talking yes (laughs) west signs off thanks for the answer west k-a-k-i-5 west thank you west well done I'm excited for your new home. Let us let us hear many updates. Yes, please update us. The next email is titled, Oh, what fun you get to on vacation and the things that happen when you're not. Mm. And this comes from Alabama Andrew. Okay. Hello, Leah, Josh, and all the HRCC podcast listeners. Hope you are all doing well on this fine podcast listening day. The wife and I returned from vacation last week, and I have to give props to my wife. Everybody has to remember, Mm -hmm. she is a logistical genius. Okay. She got that barn shed thing built in record time. Yes. Okay. I I have to just assume she is extremely focused and driven and takes zero craps. Yeah, I'm guessing. Right? I'm guessing, yes. She cho- she chose a wonderful cabin. It was in the middle of nowhere by a river. It had zero cell service to help break us from the phone addiction, with the added bonus of not being able to call or... Oh, the with the added bonus of work not being able to call and bother us. This allowing us to relax and do whatever things we wanted to in peace. The cabin even had a multi-tiered back porch that went to a small boat dock with kayaks. Oh. Just in case you wanted to take a fun float down the river. I have a question mm-hmm. about river enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if you go down the river in an inner tube, mm-hmm. you are now in a completely different area than Correct. when you started. Yes. <laughs> right. And so then you have to take like a bus or something back up, right? Right. And how do you know when you're on the river where you're supposed to be getting off to meet the bus? Like, you gotta look for it. Like you'll be able to see the bus from the river. Yeah. Okay. So if you're kayaking and you're not in a in an mm-hmm. organized part of the river, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you're like paddling down in your kayak, super great. You're going pretty fast. Okay. Depending on the speed of the water, sure. Now you are in a different place than when you started, right, say, this, right, right, right. the dock of this cabin. Right. How do you get back? You turn around. And then you Paddle row back. back. Yeah. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm guessing that the the river he's talking about is not like a heavy river, super strong river. Or you, you just get out and you carry it back. The kayaks are not very heavy. Oh. <laughs> so you're like in the water now which is like kind of in my mind what do you mean in the water like your body's in the water no you, you in the row kayak. to the side oh you, you walk. get out oh. and you carry like, it back wait 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 did you think did you, kayak. <laughs> do you think that i meant you get out of the kayak you stand in the water yeah, and you walking. hold the kayak above your head i was like that seems to defeat the purpose of the kayak leia why <laughs> I don't know why you said that. One for you, <laughs> one for me. 
Now I want to ride, says the kayak. <laughs> Would carrying the kayak back be easier than kayaking with me? <laughs> carrying the kayak back would be easier than kayaking with you. That's so mean. It's, I agree. I was it, is, it, was, it is so mean. I, I agree. A, I was in a kayak by myself, and it, you know it was what? Fine. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It's easier carrying the kayak your way in the water, <laughs> holding it above my head, <laughs> That's what carrying I'm it back. That's what I'm asking. That was the question. Yeah, horrible. It's a horrible experience kayaking <laughs> with you. But I kayaked in a single person kayak, just fine. Yes, of course. I got to where I needed to go. Yeah. Had full control of the kayak. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I find it I'm not to, saying you don't know I how. I find an, it hard to believe then that the problem was me. I'm not saying you don't know how a paddle works. <laughs> I'm saying that you and I could not work in tandem. That seems so strange. In the paddling. Because we're such a great team. We are. <laughs> when we're all on the same page. It's. You were on a page. <laughs> Why didn't you just join my page then? Because you were steering us <laughs> in the wrong direction. Maybe. I was and it just, wasn't. I was trying to see something that you didn't see. Have you ever thought about this that? Is the, this is like, I think the lady doth protest too much a little bit. Like <laughs> you're comparing your skills solo <laughs> on a still as glass man-made lake. It was versus <laughs> versus the Pacific Ocean, which is where we did the tandem. Oh man, we fell out of that thing. <laughs> I just said, "Take me." Anything, Poseidon, take me away. Anything is better than this. Get me out of here. Go ahead. <laughs> the seals would have saved you. I. Those are nice seals. I don't know. I just wanted to see them more closely. It was bad. We didn't even go into the sea caves. <laughs> I, that wasn't even on my that wasn't on the <laughs> options list. I think that was supposed to be a part of the kayak tour going uh, into the I'm sea I'm guessing caves. they'll give you as much as you as they can get. <laughs> We're doing donuts in the middle of the ocean. So yeah, I'm sure there was like okay, well, that's it for this class. The B team here can't can't get the boat straight. We weren't the worst. Okay, I'm not. I'm not competing with anybody else. I'm not saying anybody else was. No, fantastic. you were saying that we're like holding people back, like we're the B team. We didn't go to the caves. As proven, we did not. But I don't know anybody. As you admitted. I don't think anybody went to the caves, is what I'm saying, in our group. Well, there was one docent. Yeah. One paddle instructor. Yeah. And if there's a group of people that are obviously struggling, <laughs> that he's worried could get him fired if they mysteriously disappear, he can't exactly saunter off to the caves while we're doing god knows what in the kayak i just don't agree that we were the b team is what i'm saying 
You're right. We were more like the C team. No. <laughs> You're no. right. I think no. I was too generous. No. <laughs> to imply that after one step higher is the best <laughs> seems just a an uncanny valley of separation. All right. Well, you're really hanging on to a lot, Josh. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> and every time you bring up the like, well, I paddle just fine by myself. It's like, you, you that's like showing off paddling on carpet. That that lake was still like there was there was nothing on that lake. It was like glass. And you're like, well, this is fine. <laughs> What's your problem? And you kept yelling it like, as I am, as I am a quarter mile away from you, uh, and we're both going the same direction, and I'm way ahead of you. And you're like, see, I can go in a straight line. I know how to paddle the whole time. I was just trying to enjoy my ride. There was a lot of there was a lot of kayak time. There was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could have paddled faster. Right. But I didn't want to. Right. You know? Yeah. That's, That's why you didn't get to go to the caves, Leah. <laughs> there it is. I was paddling fine. I was fiercely paddling when we were in La Jolla. Fiercely. Yeah. That's fierce paddling? Yeah. Wow. It was really... I was pushing some water. <laughs> That's what they say. That's That's kayak slang. That's what they say in the community. <laughs> Yo, dog, I was out pushing the water. <laughs> you think the moon the gave you the tides? <laughs> no, nah, man. It's those kayakers out there pushing water. <laughs> All right. Well, Alabama Andrew says, on the first night of vacation, I took the small ham radio travel kit I showed you in my previous email with the newly included first aid kit I made with stuff from work. <laughs> Got a stapler in it for some reason. <laughs> you really taken some uh, some bonuses from that promotion, Andrew. <laughs> what do you do for wound closure? Well, I got this uh, red swing line stapler. <laughs> Alabama Andrew, like, is a fireman. It's a joke. Oh. <laughs> it's a joke. I know. I'm just saying, it's first responder. I, I don't even know how many staplers he has at work. I I bet so few that they'd notice if one was missing. <laughs> Intent on trying to do the one-hour challenge Josh talked about in a past podcast. So I set my bag down and set a timer for 60 minutes. Then, boom. Off to the races, getting everything set up and on the air. First stop was the 20-meter band. It didn't take me long to set up. So I just scan the band and see what's out there. That is when I notice a lot of people right now are throwing some odd call signs out, like with TI or HA prefixes. Confused, I decided to sit on one frequency and listen, thinking, man, that's an odd vanity sign to use. That's when it hit me. You bumbling fool. These are DXers and you have a chance to make a contact. Whoa. So with my little five watt QRP rig, I threw out my call sign. Well, didn't make it through the pileup. So I kept trying anyways till the next thing I heard was the timer alarm going off. Oh, crap. I forgot about the challenge. Well, I failed that challenge, but I was having way too much fun trying to get this DX contact. 
Screw the challenge. I'm going to keep going. I threw my call sign out again and again till the contact went to QRP and I couldn't receive them anymore. Oh, no. Well, on to the next one, DX contact. This went on every night till the final night of our stay. That is when the bands aligned and I finally busted through a pileup into Costa Rica with a 5-5 signal report along with a short QSO. After making my contact, my wife came out to check on me because I apparently yelled, F, heck yeah, at the top of my lung. <laughs> apparently, I was excited for my first DX contact. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's very exciting. That Congratulations. Good job. We then packed everything up and made the trip back home and into civilization and cell service where my phone proceeded to show that I had five voicemails from my work's HR department saying that they need to set an appointment for me to meet with the director of HR ASAP. <gasps> oh, I thought it was about the first aid kit. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, great. They want to hear that funny joke I told at work last week. So I called back and booked an appointment for the following day. Well, the next day comes around and I arrive at HR and get called back to the meeting, finding the fire chief and the HR director sitting at a table. They inform me that during my vacation, someone challenged their results in the lieutenant promotion rankings and won, meaning that person ranked higher than me. And they would give that person my spot on the promotion list. Wow. Keeping me from getting the promotion this time around. What the heck? Andrew, I am so sorry. I am very sorry. Come back from a vacation and hear that. That sucks. They apologized immensely for the issue and offered me a membership in the Jelly of the Month Club as a... What? That's compensation. What? Is this a National Lampoon's joke? <laughs> that last part was a joke, but they did apologize and said that I would be placed at the top of the list for the next round of promotions. Dang. Talk about a way to end your vacation. Demoted before you're ever really promoted. I, oh. And and like he, he's got to know who the guy is, too. I am so sorry. I'm assuming sorry. it's a guy. It doesn't have to be a guy, but um, I'm assuming he knows who it is. Can't they not do that? I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be, is it a union? It's gotta be a union. So yeah, they could just be I like, no, I'm so that's, mad that's for you. Goes. What you agreed to. Alabama Andrew says, I will be glad to describe how the promotion process works in the discord. If you like, uh, to help better understand what in the world happened. If you like, yes, please. And I, I need to understand this because that is bonkers. That is bonkers. To to take it away, like, after it's been given, it's kind of like, mm. I mean, how else could you protest it, though, if you didn't know about it? It's not like it was, yeah. Uh, that's like, tough all the way around. Uh, all right. But there is a positive side to this. Just yesterday, my wife came to me asking my thoughts on us doing a small greenhouse out behind the house. Jokingly, I told her she can have a greenhouse, then... That if she can have a greenhouse, then I should be able to put up an antenna on the house. Yes, Andrew, fight for your rights. You know what she said? Well, you really love ham radio. I don't want to interfere with you being able to accomplish that. I'm just concerned that if you have to mount something, it's going to leak inside the house when it rains. Just keep that in mind when you do something. 
Arthur's wife came around. No, I, I see where this is going. Alabama, we won, Josh. I have been given the, 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 the okay. The follow-on follow comment is because that's where we're moving your ham shack. I have been given the, the greenhouse. Okay, to put something on the house if I want to, just so long as I make sure that it doesn't cause water leaks. All it took me was to build a garden and lose out on a promotion to get it. I'm just kidding, I guess though. playing the long game works. But see, Andrew, though, you built a shed for your antenna. Uh, yeah. So, like, she's getting two buildings for the mounting of one antenna because that shed was supposed to be for the two of you, and now it's just hers. And then now she's getting a green And by house. we we should it's not we're not talking about like a plastic shed from Home Depot. Oh, it's an amazing shed. It's like a building. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Andrew, I think actually the parlay should be into two antennas. Two buildings for mm -hmm. two antennas. I think what you do is you go, you know, you're right. I don't want to potentially damage the structure of the greenhouse mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then just have a straight up tower straight up tower straight to straight, the tower go go tower. four by go four to the tower four by four Proceed concrete directly footing. to tower yeah four by four concrete footing put a tower right on that bad boy put the green i mean you you could have a, a foundation poured for the greenhouse and, and the then antenna and the tower at the same time yep, yep. yes there you go Andrew, take these life lessons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> take them with you. Yep. <laughs> I mean, this is the time to strike, my guy. You got a perfect storm of yes yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it. Mm -hmm. We believe in you. It doesn't even have to be like a big tower. Just just put the tower base down so that you can always, you know, do you, something you different. Can even, you can even obscure it as a tree, you know? <laughs> like... <laughs> Hello, my fellow trees. <laughs> I, too, am enjoying the photosynthesis. <laughs> oh, before I go, I need some help spending my money. Okay. I was thinking about getting an APRS-capable uh, HT in the near future. I was considering a Yesu FT5DR, but after seeing that Kenwood is releasing the uh, THD75A soon, mm -hmm. do you think it would be better just to wait and get the Kenwood, or should I just go ahead and buy the Yesu instead? It's going to depend on what its price is. I think that's coming in hot. Ooh. Like, way hot. You know, in all honesty, I'm a little, like, kind of iffy on Kenwood mm -hmm. because of the... We're out. Oh, no, look, we're back in, <laughs> like, in the ham radio market. I mean, they would argue that they didn't really go anywhere. They just got hit by the, the chip shortage, rocked them particularly hard. So they had to stop producing their radio because they couldn't feasibly make it. But this new one, I believe it is going to be very expensive. Yeah. Like, how much? I'm guessing $700. And how much is the FT5DR? Like 300 something. Oh, no, Andrew. You take that difference and you pour the footing for your Yeah, for your right. Tower. right, right. Okay. Pour that, pour that yeah. directly into the tower. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, I, I, it could even be more than $700 is potentially my guess. So, yeah. All right. As always, Leia, you're kicking butt on those general test questions. Keep it up. Thank you. 16 days left until the general question refresh. 73, bees are allergic to pollen. They break out in hives. <laughs> oh, no. 
Alabama Andrew KQ4APD. Nicely done, Andrew. Get that tower. Get it. I'm whispering not because of ChatGPT. Right, right, right. This time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this time. Let us know how it goes. The next email is titled Wushan UV9D, and this comes from Adam. Okay. Josh, great suggestion. My family at a lake in the middle of nowhere uh, up north. Fantastic repeater work radio. Mm-hmm. Hi, Leia. Had the Gucci Wires X radio that was only helpful to see how quiet things are around here. But cue up that repeater I pre-programmed on the UV9D as a part of the quote-unquote part of the plan repeater and get a copy back. I learned about some good fishing holes, some fresh spring water springs I wasn't aware of, and what trails weren't still completely wrecked because of our awesome winter. Also, the berries aren't ripe just yet you can monitor so many frequencies on this thing <clears throat> used signal stuff car mount to hear what the agricultural hams talk about while i drove through their turf Har- farmers are hilarious and one of my first exposures to hams that don't just talk about their gear i caught my first fish too way to Whoa. go adam good, for you. good trip 73s well thanks yeah. That sounds like a fun lake vacay. Yeah. Well done. The next email is titled, The Tim Follow-Up. Okay. And this is from Tim. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Greetings, Josh and Leia. You guessed correctly. It was the same Tim in all three contacts. Well, thank you for the multi-platform you, support. Multimedia. Multimedia. Indeed. Thank you for reading my previous email. The fact that my first email resulted in several tangents and conversation. It felt right. During my call-in, I did mention my call sign, but I did it phonetically. I operate more on HF than UHF or VHF, and I am used to providing my call sign slowly and phonetically, Mm. as they say on the HRCC HF net. One of those tangents ended up back with the Tim Tams. Josh mentioned the mint ones, but I would recommend the caramel ones. They are my wife and I's favorite. For our taste, they are the best cookie of that type, and in my opinion, do displace all Girl Scout cookies. Okay, I'm about to throw shade on Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. They're just not that good. Yeah. I mean, I did have Toastiers. And <laughs> Toastiers were pretty those good. Were, those were pretty good. Yeah. But then I grew bored of them very quickly, and then I had the lemonades, which are basically like Toastiers, but right. lemony. right. Also grew tired of those very quickly. Right. But Tim Tams. Tim Tams are fantastic. I don't They're know really if it's good. just that you can't get Tim Tams very easily, but it, it is an, a delightful experience. Cost Plus World Market. People, hams are reporting that they're seeing them at Cost Plus. Oh, I know that they're there because that's where I buy yeah, them. Yeah, I was literally on the Cost Plus World Market mm-hmm. page today thinking maybe I could order you some Tim Tams for Father's Day. <laughs> Nice. But then I realized I didn't have time to go to World Market to pick them up. Yeah, it's okay. I understand. But they had caramel, mint, and oh. original, and dark chocolate. I I don't know that I was going that hard for mint. I'm a fan of just the chocolate. I don't think I've had the caramel, though. I like the original. That's, Original's good. It's real classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Regarding the CPA licensing requirements, at least in Michigan, you have to have 150 total credit hours from an accredited colleges with specific amount of credits in certain accounting and business topics. You must pass all four sections of the CPA exam. Lastly, you must have one year's worth of hours working in an accountant or auditor-related role, and those hours must be certified by a CPA. That is, in fact, basically what the requirements are in California as well. Mm -hmm. There are four sections to the CPA exam, and in 2022, these were the pass rates. Financial accounting and reporting, 43.76%. Audit and attestation, 47.9%. Business environment and concepts, 59.85%. Regulations, think taxes, uh, 59.85%. That's a very low pass rate. That is a low yeah. pass rate. I'd like to see that put up against like the boards or the bar mm-hmm. exam, you know, just mm-hmm. to see how that is. It is obviously not uncommon for individuals to fail one or more sections. It is costly. Yeah, for <clears> sure. And can be daunting. I'm looking forward to putting this behind me to free up time for my hobbies and other pursuits. Well, good luck to you, Tim. I I believe in you. You can do it. Side note, John, if you're listening to this, you need to write in or call too. Yeah, John. Yeah. You too. Yeah. (laughs) Again, thank you for all you do, Tim. W8TMI. Wait. Thank you, Tim. Too much information. Yeah. (laughs) That is exactly what that says. Don't don't CPAs want all the information? Isn't that one of the things with CPAs? Hard no. Oh, okay. Like, especially if you're planning on doing something shady. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I mean, give me all the information that I need to properly file this. (laughs) And don't tell me (laughs) about the others. Right. Right. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. We, But you know what? Tim's not going to be a shady CPA. Right. He's going to be great. Sure. Of course. Good luck. Good luck, Tim. Yes. Good luck. Get that part of your life over with. And, so and you, you too, on. John, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, John. <laughs> the next email is titled HF Camping and Truck Build Fo- Trucking Build Follow-Up. And oh, this is from okay. Dakota. All right. Hi, Leia and Josh. I'm not sure if you remember, but in January, I was in a car accident that rolled my truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, happy to say all is well, and I'm on my way to rebuilding my kit. My original question was about outfitting my truck with new antennas. My new question is about adding HF capability like the Yesu 891 for camp as well as possible mobile use. I'm wondering if a hamstick or a few of them for different bands would be comparable to using a Wolf River coil antenna for use around the camp. Or would an N-fed dipole work better since I will likely be in a valley in the mountains of British Columbia, Canada? Do you have any recommendations for coax type or antenna to mount more permanently on the truck? Also, with my coax for my Yesu FTM 300, would I would using a ferrite be of any benefit? I do not specifically have any issues at the moment with noise, but I'm wanting to get to future proof if I can and it is worth it. Hmm. Okay, so lots of questions. So let's do the hamstick versus Wolf River. 
the Wolf River is probably going to perform better in a lot of cases just because you have more material in the air, if you will. Like the whip part of the antenna is going to be longer, particularly if you go with the 17-foot stainless steel whip. Hamsticks, though, are more convenient, so they can work fine on a mag mount on your vehicle, and then you can just swap to the Wolf River when you get to where you're going. Having an end fed is great, particularly if you have trees or you have a way to get it high up in the air and could perform better than the Wolf River. The Wolf River is going to be more loaded on the lower bands, meaning more of those coils are engaged at the base or if it's a center center loaded uh, vertical, then you're going to end up adding more loading to get down to the lower frequencies. Whereas with an end fed, it's just all wire pretty much that you're putting up. So um, it, it's really going to depend on what your application is and how you're going to run it. As far as coax is concerned, so a permanent station that you'd want to set up, LMR400, ABR Industries is what I use. LMR400 is really good, but that's obviously a little too beefy to go into a car. There are different options. Um, I would probably go on to ABR's website or DX Engineering or Ham Radio Outlet and find something that kind of works for you as far as price and dimensions. You want something that's going to be a flexible coax, though, so that you're going to be able to snake it around and into things and through things uh, in your vehicle. Uh, that's, I think that's most of the questions. I think I hit them all. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully, oh, uh, did, you, did you answer the ferrite question? Oh, uh, you'll know it if you see it. So try it, and if it fixes the problems, great. If it doesn't do anything, then you probably didn't need it. <laughs> you can put it on something else. All right. Well, hope that Josh answered all your questions. Dakota signs off. Thanks for all you two do for the community and sharing your insights and knowledge. Dakota, VA7, XDW73. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And now it's time. It's the final email. All right. The last email. The last email is titled Super Secret Patron Zoom. Oh, my gosh. And this is, comes from Volunteer Podcast co-producer Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Hey. Dear Josh Man, star of his own Zoom show and Leia, lady of the land, wrangler of the children, greetings. Wrangler of the children. As I am writing this, I am part of the patrons exclusive Zoom meeting club. Josh is currently talking about what everyone is doing for field day. Yeah. It is not 3 a.m. for me, Josh, merely 10 p.m. If anyone wants one of these rare Zoom meetups, perhaps join Patreon or YouTube membership. I am sure you will have already. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. That's a nice plug. Thank yeah. you. I am sure you will have already spoken about the FCC maintenance site. Maybe the site will go up tomorrow. Oh, the site will go up tomorrow. Bet your bo Oh, bet your new call sign that tomorrow there'll be some. There'll be signs. Oh, all right. Well, you you're doing your own edits mm -hmm. to the music then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, though the website's down, it's been down, it's been up and down for a little while, but it's, it's down right now. So people that have like tested, they're waiting for their call signs right now. Oh no, yeah, they should really wait. extend the current question test. Pool it's it's really good. We've been paying all this money, right guys? <laughs> it, don't we see where our money's going now? Isn't that so beneficial? All the things. Yeah. Very frustrating. 
Speaking about call signs and upgrades, let's see. What will I speak about? TikTok, time is of the essence, 15 days, half a month, under 360 hours. That being said, here are a few links. 2023 to 2027, general class, Gordon West. That's an Amazon link. Ham study for new questions. Oh, I've said enough. Oh, one more link for N3 FJP users. Can't find your key email list for your loggers? You can visit uh, Juliet.com affirmatech.com slash password. This was a result of a discussion from the Zoom meeting. You just need a call sign and email. New email arrives, same old codes. That's what HRD does too, Ham Radio Deluxe. Nice. Yeah. And that's 73K1MAZ, new upgrade to volunteer head producer. That's right. Mm-hmm. Volunteer head producer. He head head volunteer... He produces heads. Head volunteer producer. Mm-hmm. In the presence of nature, a wild delight runs through the man in spite of real sorrows. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> Ralph Alf. Waldo Emerson. My man, Ralph. There are no words that can tell the hidden spirit of the wilderness that can reveal its mystery, its melancholy, oh, and its charm. Theodore Roosevelt. That's bougie. That's a real, that's a bougie quote. Parks represent an efficient, cost-effective way to improve public health. Chuck Norris. See, that's that's <laughs> that's good. I like it. Do the right thing. Don't upgrade for you. Do it for your ham children. K1MAZ and the ham gang. <laughs> I like it. All right. Look at that. That's a picture of Nathan in ah. front of a ham radio outlet. Yeah, he had a good he had good pictures nice. on the uh, on the stream. All right, thank you so much, Nathan. Yeah. I hope I will not disappoint you. And just a reminder, everybody, you can email us at Leia at hamtactical.com. Guys, I am absolutely knackered, as they say. I am so tired. So I'm gonna go hibernate for probably nine hours before my dad gets here. That's the goal anyway. Leia's shaking her head. Nope. Oh, no, she's got big plans for me. So that means we got to get to bed ASAP. So we have a lot of fun making the podcast. And the fact you listen means a lot to us. 73. 73. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day.